Welcome to the Get Out and Try podcast. I'm your host, Katie Axel. This episode is sponsored by Big Guys Barbecue Roadhouse, Hudson, Wisconsin's hottest venue for live music and smoked barbecue. Big Guys sets the standard for barbecue using only the freshest ingredients, prime meats, and Jethro's killer southern-style Texas barbecue. Check out their weekend calendar where they pack the dance floor with the area's hottest bands and DJs. Are you looking for catering options? Because Big Guys has you covered from grad parties to weddings. They can even cater the really big events, so think corporate events and conventions, feeding thousands of people without missing a beat. Stop by for an unforgettable barbecue meal and check out BigGuysBBQRoadhouse.com to start planning your next event. If you follow Get Out and Try on social media, you know that I've been lucky enough to get a sneak peek behind the scenes at Big Rock Creek in St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin. Miracle at Big Rock is back for its second season, and they have some exciting new lighting displays, and it's even bigger and better than last year. But one thing I want to make sure that you know about is when you visit Miracle at Big Rock, you're stepping foot onto a piece of history. And to share a bit of that history, we revisit the interview with Brad, one of the owners of Big Rock Creek. Check it out. If you were to be on vacation and someone said, what do you do? And you said, I own Big Rock Creek. How would you describe it to them? I would describe it as when I come onto the property, when we first came here, it's kind of a tale of what took place for us. You know, life is an adventure. And what took place was we happened to be in northern Minnesota on a family vacation, a fishing trip. Uh, I have four adult children uh, and 12 grandchildren. And my son's fiance got a phone call from her mother, who happens to be from this area. And she said, you'll never believe it. And she said, Big Rock Creek is up for sale. They, they just put it up for sale. And she talked about it, and I then I I questioned her what you know what was Big Rock Creek, and turns out that her family, being from here, as they were growing up as children, they used to come over and they used to uh, do some cooking and cleaning and stuff for the family uh, that had the estate. We were driving back home, and I said, you know what? It's Sunday afternoon. Let's just for the heck of it drive in there and, and see what this place is all about. So. My wife and I turned down the road and started coming in, and you could feel the old world charm uh, that was here. And uh, you still feel it when you drive in the driveway, and you feel like you've stepped back in time. Uh, And that is extremely, extremely important to me and to us that we don't lose that charm. We We don't lose that that feeling that you get when you come here. Though we have internet in some of the buildings and stuff that's here, it's all original. We purchased the property from the Kleins. The Kleins, through marriage, Mrs. Klein, it was a Sims, all right? And then over the course of time, she had a great love of the property. This actually was her house that we're sitting in. She was going to move, and for a wedding gift and kind of a bribe to hope that she would stay here, they built this cabin, they call it the family cabin, 
And they built the cabin and gave it to her as a wedding gift. And it worked. She stayed. There are two descendants that are left. And they're both 80 plus years old. Uh, the property was a fluke that, that, that it ever went up for sale because it was their legacy piece uh, that they would never get rid of the property. So uh, at one time, Big Rock Creek was 1,700 plus acres of property that it controlled. And it was a very exclusive private estate. Uh, they were railroad tycoons. Uh, the two brothers, the Sims brothers, and they were good friends with James J. Hill. Uh, and most people from Minnesota know who J.J. Hill is. He spent a lot of time out here. And this was their getaway. Uh, this was considered up north back then. They'd mm-hmm. take the train up and the stagecoach out. And this is where they, they summered. This was their summering grounds. And they brought their kids and stuff up here, and and they played, and and it was strictly utilized strictly for the family. Original, uh, from the Sims brothers going and and starting the the Minnesota Museum, which is now known as the Minnesota Science Museum. They went on safari and were commissioned by J. J. Hill to go and shoot two of everything, two lions, two tigers, two everything, and bring it back to start the museum. What they didn't use in the museum was given back to them as gifts. And they're all, those original mounts, that's one of them, is still, they're all still over in, in the clubhouse. Wow. That's very unique. You would have to go a long way, certainly nothing that I know of, anywhere within this area to find something like this. I've met people that are 70, 80 years old that have lived here their whole lives and have never been on the property. They've never been back here. It was that well patrolled and that well kept. There There was nobody allowed here. So would you say that the Sims is the beginning of the history of Big Rock Creek or yes. was it something before they that? They came here and originated the, the farm, the property, and they built a trout hatchery. Back in those times, we didn't have the Pacific Northwest and they uh, the, the delicacy of, of that era was smoked trout. And they created this hatchery and this system, this waterway system, which runs for miles all originates on this property. All the water rights originate on Big Rock Creek. And they filter spring-fed all the way through the entire property. And they brought a young man here from Germany who basically spent his whole life creating this hatchery here. The infrastructure that's here is absolutely amazing because it was all done by hand and bucket and shovel and and for example, this lake that's sitting in front of us is that hillside. They bucketed out this lake and piled it on that hillside. And that's what, that's what created this, this, this holding lake. And they sent trout from here that went all over the country. Most of the western states, uh, the Colorado River and all the rivers and streams out there, they have trout in them that the the genes gene pool that's there came from Big Rock Creek. Wow! And were transplanted in there. 
it's so rich in history. One of the past owners was in charge of the historical society here in St. Croix Falls. Um, his name was Blair, and they made sure that that uh, was maintained at all times. Uh, they, you know, the, the, from the from the holding ponds to why things were built the way that they were built, uh, the pipes that are up two miles up on the on the stream, uh, those pipes are still there and still working, and they're oak pipes. Wow. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. They're made out of oak. How do you maintain those? Huh? How do you maintain those? Is there any maintenance with those? No. They're just solid. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So going back to the Sims family, where did it, what what family took it on after the Sims family? The the people that we bought it from are direct descendants of the Sims. Wow. This was of, of the Sims brothers. This was never to be to be uh, uh, busted up, uh, and they've done, they did a multitude of things. They had a very exclusive uh, uh, gun club here. Uh, they, they ran uh, sheep here at one time, uh, all, you know, through, through the course of time to, to, to maintain, because it costs a lot of money, to be uh, able to maintain a property like this, right? So, how many years are we talking that the as the property? Well, they started here in eighteen seventy something or other. Okay, uh, it was in the eighteen seventies that they started. Got it. And uh, uh, they, what they did is they took the creek, the original creek bed, and they split it in two, and they used Mother Nature as its filtration system, which is the way it is still to this day. Wow. As you travel along here, you'll see the the remnants of these guys being railroad tycoons everything here is built under the basis of a railroad bed of course our roads are too right right, right. so all your highways and 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 roads that are out there how are they all built they're 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 built on a railroad bed mm-hmm. only cars travel on them instead of the rails right but that's pretty much the way that it was, was, was created here. By splitting the creek with a railroad dike uh, in between the two, they, they, they took all of the runoff and they moved it, because this is a big valley, and they moved it to the south, and they, the runoff goes in there. So when it rains, the runoff goes into the series of holding ponds up there, and then they allow Mother Earth to let it just feed and filter back into the main creek. It's really cool. I know there's hours worth of history that we could talk about, but I was also interested in learning what makes someone decide to say yes to such a big undertaking like Big Rock Creek. In this next part, we learn a little bit more about that. I had asked Brad what it was that won him over when he originally saw the property. And here's what he said. It was the barn. And the reason that it was the barn is that barn was a an, an amazing structure uh, for being how old as it was, but yet being so straight. Most barns like that are old swayback barns. Uh, we spent a year just re working on refurbishing 
and repurposing that barn. I mean, from jackhammering out the old feed pits that were in there to taking out thousands of pounds of manure. It was a labor of love. We took every single board piece by piece, the old square nailed boards, and we they were tongue, their tongue and groove, and we pried them all up, and the whole family got together, and we carried them all right out the door and ran them through planers. We put 450 gallons of natural oil on the wood inside there just to stabilize the wood. That barn was an old trussel bridge, and this comes from lumber people that, I, that have been out here. Uh, that know a lot about lumber. There has been seven growth cycles in America uh, that we know of for, for lumber. The material in that barn comes from the very first growth cycle in America for lumber. So at the time that it was taken down, which was in the eighteen late 1800s, at that time that it was taken down, it was over 150 years old. Wow. So that puts the material on that barn 250 plus years old. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. All the government stampings, and this is on my bucket list, uh, all the government stampings are still on the, the timbers that are in there. And, that, of course, they were backed by the federal government then. And I want to take those to the Smithsonian and have it tell me where that bridge exactly is at or was at so I can go there and take a photograph. That's incredible. Yeah. So it was the barn that won you over? Yeah, initially, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you always envision sharing it with the public? I think that something like this needs to be shared with the public, and I'll tell you why. You know, we there is a tremendous amount of thought that goes into something like this. And the decay that's taken place in America, in our opinion, not necessarily everybody's opinion, but in our opinion, is due to the decay of family. When you have children and you take those children and you grab them by the hand and you go for a walk or you go to the playground or you just walk in the woods, it's free. It doesn't cost anything. That's all they want. They have no perception whatsoever if that's a $1 bill or a $5,000 bill. They have no idea. It's up to us as the adults in the room to be able to show them the differences, to be able to show them the work ethic. Go sit into a restaurant and watch a bunch of teenagers. There's four of them at a table. They're all on their phones. They don't even acknowledge the other person that's sitting with them. And guess who they're talking to? They're talking to each other. <laughs> yeah. On their phone. Yep. And I'm not just talking about children. Yeah, there's plenty of adults. They walk around <laughs> with these phones and they, they can't function without their phone. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And I said, it's time to move on. It's time to get off of this train. 
So how, when you're when your kids were growing up, if you recognized that, what took it away? You took it away. Period. You're not having it. Yeah. You know You're, what we did for fun? What? We took the kids and we went over to a lot that we had and we grabbed a saw and shovels and we cleared the lot. That was our Sunday afternoons. Because you're talking to somebody that doesn't have a high school diploma, doesn't have a college education, but knows what it is to work hard. Knows what it is to get done and look back and say, I did that. You're fascinating. Oh, uh, you're, well, you're fascinating. And, I tell my wife that every day. <laughs> well, I, I just look around at how vast this property is. Yeah. And the average person would never even let the thought come in their mind. About and why buying. not? That's a very good question. Do you have the answer? <laughs> yeah, I, I do it. Well, I know. You're, you're, why, you're the but, exception, but, but though. Why, but, but why? I don't know. I don't know. It's I, I guess what what did you do before Big Rock Creek? What was self-employed? Just you jumped in. And... I you you got to do what you got to do. I yeah. mean, you're you're talking to a person that uh, I sold silk flowers for a living. Now people would lo- that know me would be like, "Come on, <laughs> you sold silk flowers for a li- oh yeah." I got news for you. Every single one of my children can take a silk flowers and turn them into the most beautiful silk flower baskets you ever saw. Yeah. Hanging baskets. Yep. Now, do what you want. Say what you want. Laugh all you want. But there was $250,000 worth a summer that was made off of silk flowers. You load them up in a truck and you hang out a line and you put them on the line and you sell them. 40 bucks a piece. Go try to buy a silk flower basket right now for 40 bucks. Right. Can't. The only place you know how to get it is on Amazon. Amazon Prime. Free delivery. (laughs) My point is, is all of those things that I'm talking about is exactly what this is all about. This is about coming and bringing your children and having some hot apple cider, having some some s'mores over an open fire and uh, having some hot chocolate and, and, and just enjoying what's here. Mm-hmm. Take it all in. I have passion for every single thing that we do. I have passion for, for, for driving the bobcat, for, for putting up fencing, for uh, using a shovel to, physical labor to go on foot putting food plots in for the deer and and trying to get people to realize what stuff like this is you know we reason that the miracle came about was because my daughter and my wife put together a couple of craft fairs that were out here all right nothing big sure they had 500 a thousand people show up at the craft fair craziest thing is this you've been to a craft fair before yes right mm-hmm. pretty amazing that you have a craft fair and here is mom, the three kids, the husband, the mom's dad, and they're here for eight hours. Now, why is that? Well, they're here for eight hours because they've never felt what they were feeling. They sat on a picnic bench, and I sat and watched them all day long. And they had the most rip roaring time you ever saw in your life. And there was nothing here. 
They sat by a fire. Oh my God, a fire? <laughs> yeah, they sat by a fire. And they had the most wonderful time that you could ever possibly imagine. And that is what we are trying to hang on to. That's what we're trying to keep. That's what this is all about. That's what this is all about. I'm not here just to extract money out of you in this, this business plan. We are here to to build a customer base here, to bring families together, to, of, of, of all walks of life, all walks of life. We want everybody to come and we want everybody to, to, to see. That's what we are, that's what we're doing. Yeah. So come and enjoy, have a blast. Yeah. Have good old fashioned family fun. That's why those names were chosen. The miracle at Big Rock. We want you to feel the miracle when you come onto the property. It's magical. It's mystical. It's, it's I want to know more. I, that's amazing. I want to know more. It's really neat to see your path, you know, coming from no high, you're not a high school graduate, you're not a college graduate, and clearly, uh, you know, whatever the definition of success is, you know, by my definition, I would say you're a wildly successful entrepreneur. Uh, and not only that, but you're giving back to the community in a way that offers an old time value of connection, which is what people ultimately, I, I feel they're craving right now is community connection, whether it's family or someone that becomes a, a family member through just positively lutely. And to me, that the biggest compliment that anybody could ever pay me or you is as a parent, somebody saying to you, you've got some really good kids. That's the biggest compliment that anybody could ever pay. And that's all I need. Yeah, that's all I need. Miracle at Big Rock runs through the end of the year. Buy your tickets now at miracleatbigrock.com. That wraps up this episode. Thank you for listening. Be sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe to the podcast. That's one of those small ways that you can help support the podcast and help others to find it. Make sure you're also visiting getoutandtry.com often, keeping you connected to the calendar of fun and happenings in the St. Croix Valley area. Until next time, find some ways to connect with your community. Support those hardworking small businesses that host all the fun in the valley. Go, get out and try.